it's easy to get caught up in marketing, sales, systemization, and all the other details of business. But what about the big picture? Why are you building your business in the first place, and what do you really want it to be like? Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Ben, would you rather work on a big team or just with one other person? Oh, man. Um, is the big team part of an even bigger organization? Like, is it like a giant corporate system <laughs> and I'm on a big team in a corporate system? Is that what's, How big is the team? The team's big. I okay. mean, we're, we're talking a big <laughs> Hundreds? team. Hundreds? I mean, I don't know. What is a big team? I guess that's the question, right? Mm. Um, let's just say, let's say 20 people. Okay. Or just one other person. I don't know. I guess I've done both. Um, so the good thing about working on a big team is I feel like you learn a ton from everyone else because you're always interacting with different people. I love that. Mm -hmm. Usually some fun energy that goes along with that. Good thing about working with one other person is that like I worked with only Joy here at Knapsack for at least a year at one point. And that was actually super simple because we had our roles down. We just did what we did, worked with clients, and it was super simple. I think, you know, I, I, that was a great time too, and it was so easy. But I think the the fun, the fun, I think it'd be more fun to work on a big team personally. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely love the idea of um just the synergy that takes place mm -hmm. on a bigger team. Uh, I too have worked just with one other person and uh, have been very productive. And like you said, it's very easy, mm -hmm. but I definitely think that you're able to, to do more um, on a big team. But then I guess the question is, is how big is too big? Cause I think there is right. probably a, <laughs> right. a, a, you know, a point to where it's too big. And then it, the other question that I would have is, okay, what's my role within the big team? Right. Are you the leader of the team? Are you yeah the follower of the team? Is that a role? I I mean somebody's if following there's a leader, the leader. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. Helps us reach more people and grow this community. That's right. And if you'd if you'd like to be on the show, I mean, we would love for you to uh, leave us a voicemail. And it's really simple to do that. All you have to do is grab your phone, open up the voice memo app, record something, and then shoot that off into an email uh, to hello at the Fridayhabit.com. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. So I was thinking recently and kind of just going deeper with my business and it, it kind of ties in with your question about big team or small team or, or one person. But I've really been thinking a lot about like, why, you know, why do I own my own business? What kind of business do I want to build? What kind of person do I want to be within the business and that kind of stuff? So I love asking this every once in a while because it helps me recalibrate and kind of think, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Does it still make sense and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I figured we could just talk about these four questions that I have listed out here and maybe we could each talk through each one of them and, and see, uh, where we're at in our businesses. Yeah. I think this is great. I think, 
you know, for me, I'm always interested into hearing people's answers to these kinds of questions. And so hopefully as you're listening, um, maybe you're a little bit ahead of us or behind us uh, uh, with your where you where where you're at with your business, and uh, this will just be an entertaining and uh, educational conversation. So, the first question uh, that you have on here is is why do you have your own business? Yeah, and I guess for me, what I would say is uh, it first grew out of. Um, a necessity to make a living. Mm -hmm. I actually got laid off the first week of January of 2016. So almost five years ago now. Yep. Um, and I had always had a side hustle. So I was working a day job Mm -hmm. and nights and weekends, I was, um, doing photography and videos, some base, you know, some graphic design, some Squarespace sites, things like that. Uh, just, you know, trying to make a, a little bit of side money so that, um, my wife could stay home with our kids. Um, but when I got laid off, um, I said to myself, you know, if I don't take a chance and really put all I have into doing my own thing, yeah. um, I'll have the regret of, of, or the wonder, the question, like, could I have done it on my own? Could I have been my own boss? Could I have built my own company? And I didn't want to have that regret. And so I thought, well, instead of me going to look for a new job, which, you know, I could have easily done. I, I had a title of director of creative media. So I kind of could have had more of a managerial type position somewhere, um, making probably a decent six figure salary. I decided to, um, go all in on myself and, uh, start brand Viva. Yeah. Now, would you do the same thing now? Like, why Why do you still have a business? Is it because you just have momentum? And it's like, hey, I mean, I have a business that's working, so I'm still here. Or like, if you could choose now, like, why don't you just, you know, w- if you could get another job that paid the same, you know, as what you're doing now, yeah. would, you, would you rather work another job or would you rather kind of do your own thing? Yeah. And I think, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to this as far as once you start working for yourself and you start doing your own thing, you kind of become unemployable. Like you're kind of a (laughs) bad employee, right? Like the autonomy, the freedom, um, the time that I have that I get to spend with my family, um, and the constant problem solving I get to do and, um, put things into action when I want to do mm-hmm. them and how yeah. I want to do them is kind of addicting. Yeah. And so I don't think I could go work for somebody at this point. Hmm. Gotcha. So it's like, I got to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you uh, burned your bridge behind you. You're like, nope, <laughs> not going back. Exactly. What about you? Like, why do you have your own business? That's a great question. I, I, I feel like, you know, originally, you know, I worked at a at a big company and um, I had a team within that company. I really enjoyed working with a team and stuff, but I didn't feel like I was able to do my best work because I didn't have the freedom of choice, like over what tools I could use, um, how the systems in the organization worked. So there was a lot of waste that I saw pretty consistently mm-hmm. where we'd spend so much time on a project and then it would get canceled. Um, or we didn't have direct access to clients where we could ask good questions in order to make a better website or whatever it might be. And so I just like, I just felt like a lot of the work I did felt kind of purposeless, you know, or, or kind of pointless. Like I wasn't really doing something important that would make a difference in the end, you know? Um, so that was one piece of it. I mean, another piece of it was I had my, Basically, I was doing freelance work on the side as well as working my full-time job and was getting to the point I had young kids at that point. My son was probably about two years old and I was starting to work more than I thought was healthy for me personally. I was starting to work 
more than 60 hours a week, um, where I'd be working 40 hours a week at my day, day job. And then about 20 hours a week on my, you know, my side freelance work. And at that point it was getting consistent to where, you know, I was doing the same amount of, I was making the same income on that 20 hours a week as I was in my 40 hours a week. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm working too much. I got to cut one of these, you know, yeah. it makes more sense like in my head to like, okay, I cut the job that takes 40 hours a week to make the same as I'm making in 20 hours a week, but still a little scary. Right. Cause you're like, I don't yeah. know if that's going to continue. So I was like, all right, I'll do a test. And so I did a three month test. I gave myself like, okay, I have to make exactly at least this amount of money per month for three months. And if once I do that, then that is when I will quit my job. And so that's what I did. I gave in my, I think, I don't remember how much notice I gave. I gave a decent amount of notice, you know, to make a smooth transition and stuff. But I basically gave myself a test and said, okay, if I do this, then I'm going full time and never looked back. And I think that is the best advice that you could give to someone who is a young entrepreneur who is, you know, coming up, you know, hustling, doing a side hustle, things like that. I think that's the best way to transition into doing your own thing. I think a lot of people are irresponsible and they're like, I'm going it all in on myself and they Mm, go into debt and they, you know, they, you know, burn bridges or they do whatever. And then they're, little experiment fails and then they're kind of screwed, you know? And so obviously for me, it was one of those things where it's, yeah, I had a night and weekends. I was hustling on the side, but I got laid off. So it was like, all right, this is a great opportunity to throw caution to the wind and make something (laughs) happen, you know? But I think for someone who's young, who's coming up, who has a passion and they want to be their own boss and do their own thing. That's the advice I would give them. I would say, Hey, do your own thing to the point to where it's making more money than you're making it your day job. And then make that transition or make that leap, you know, Yeah. because I think that's the best way that you can kind of secure that momentum and then that, that future as well, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I mean, at that point too, if you can get to that, it's, it's way less risk. I'm a pretty cautious person. So when people are like, I can't believe you quit your job. Like, I mean, it's not really a risk. It just kind of makes sense at this point, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's always a little bit of risk. But I mean, it's kind of a little bit of an illusion that you're that working a job is more secure. I mean, you experienced that. You got laid off. It's like, oh, well, yeah, this is the secure job where I can just keep working and not worry about it. But in some ways, you have even less control over your destiny if you're working a job, you know? So to me, it comes down to that control and also freedom, you know? I love that. So today, like if, if you ask me, would I do it again? A hundred percent, I would do it again. I... I actually don't have a problem with working for someone else. I I actually like playing like kind of second place sometimes in in a as a role like assisting someone else's dreams. But I kind of mm. do that for my clients. You know what I mean? So I kind of get to play right. a little bit of the leader on my team, but I also get to be assisting my clients in their their success. So I kind of get to to be in both roles, like with what I do now, which I actually really enjoy. So I mean, in the end. I think I really want to have my own business because I feel like I I can build something that has value beyond myself, creating like this machine or this like living thing that creates value in the world. And I just love creating win-win situations where our clients win, my employees love what they do, and then I, you know, my, I love what I do and my family benefits from it. So, I mean, to me it's just I, I couldn't stop doing it hardly because I just enjoy it so much too. Yeah. You know, just it's just fun for me. Um, so I think that's kind of why I have my own business. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So the next question is is what kind of business do you want to build? Yeah. Why don't you go? I've been talking for a while. So 
what what about you? I mean, yeah, I mean, this could mean anything, you know, it's like, yeah, what kind of culture do you want to have? What kind of services do you want to offer? You know, what role does it, does it play in your life? Yeah. So like, what, what thoughts do you have about that? Yeah. And I think I always kind of go back and forth on this. You know, I think there's some days I wake up and I, and I want to have a small agency, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like five, 10 people, mm-hmm. you know, kind of run and gun, stable work of, of great clients. Um, and then sometimes I wake up and I'm like, man, you know what? Like I want to build a 50 person team and, you know, kind of be the, the visionary that, that drives all this stuff and have a bunch of people in seats that are, you know, kind of running the business and, and whatnot. Um, and so I kind of go back and forth on this, but I think at the end of the day, you know, I want to build a business that enriches my life and as well as enriches the lives of my employees and, mm-hmm. and the people I interact with and, and work with. And uh, you were kind of a part of this, you know, our brand Viva, our mission statement is to enrich the lives of each other and the clients we work with and leave the people and brands we interact with better off than when we found them. And so I think when I'm most fulfilled uh, and when I have been most fulfilled in life is I'm, I'm encouraging other people. I'm inspiring other people, and um, I'm I'm doing something that uh, is very fulfilling. And I think having my own business is allowing me to do those things in a way that's um, not so clear cut. Like I'm not like a motivational speaker, um, but it allows me to constantly work and grow on myself as well as encourage uh, the people around me and interact with, with new people and surprise and delight customers with great content. And, um, so I think, I think that's, that's the kind of business I'm building and I, and I want to continue to build and, and however that looks as far as size, whether that's, um, a 10 person team or a hundred person team, I think I'll allow, um, fate to decide some of that for me, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And for me, I think the size question, you know, I think um, it's interesting, like size of company sometimes is pretty closely associated with ego, you know, and people think, oh, if I have a bigger company, that's better. Or people look up to people that have bigger companies. Or on the other hand, people will almost like bash people with bigger companies. Like it's not cool. Like, oh, like... Uh, almost like, or, or, or use um, wanting a small team as an excuse because they can't figure out how to have a big team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've seen on both ends kind of like there's, I feel like there's ego and pride kind of tied up in both sides of that argument, which is interesting for me. I want to have the optimal size team to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. Um, so to me, it's not about how big the team is. It's like, what is our mission as a, as a company and what's the optimal size to achieve that mission? So some of the things that are really important to me are, I want to have a business that makes my life better and not makes my life more stressful. So some of the rules I have for myself, um, are that I don't work more than 40 hours per week. If I do on a rare occasion, that's a sign that something in my business is is not working smoothly and that something needs to be systemized or something needs to be fixed. Because uh, I think working more and more usually has diminishing returns and working smarter is better, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing. I want to have the type of business that doesn't take over my life. I think that's really important. And honestly, a lot of this comes from experiences I had working at other agencies and seeing what kind of business I didn't want to build. And so 
you know, I learned a lot of great things of, of things I did want to do, but I also saw a lot of my bosses have, um, family problems and yeah, it was more serious family problems and work problems because of just working so, so long hours, you know, to where it would kind of their families were affected or, you know, certain environments where, you know, employees were dissatisfied because there wasn't transparency about, you know, finances or when they were getting paid. And there's just like all these things where, I noticed those and kind of made mental notes of like, I just don't ever want to put somebody in this situation. So in a weird way, it's like I created a business that was opposite of the problems that I saw the things like having such high overhead, you know? Um, so it was, I was, I feel fortunate that I was kind of able to work for smaller companies, a few different ones that failed because I feel like I learned lessons from what happened and was able to hopefully learn lessons from that and, and try to avoid those same problems. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think that was helpful. But to me personally, like Knapsack, you know, to get more more specific about Knapsack itself and in StorySite and the other stuff we have going on, I really and I think I told you this a little bit when I was out in Denver uh, last. But I really want to create a basically a um, almost like a laboratory for creating small creative businesses. Um, so I don't necessarily want to grow one giant creative business, but I want to create lots of small concepts. Um, and somebody in town here, Steve Steve Perry, actually runs a um, restaurant group here in town, here in Lynchburg, and he's created these different restaurant concepts. Each it's different brand, mm. but he doesn't want to go the franchise right, route and create like the next Pizza Hut or something. You know, he wants to create all these little niche, really cool restaurants. Right. He's like passionate about Asian fusion, yeah, and passionate about steak, and yes. I'm passionate about Mexican food, and so he can kind of have these different things, right, that fill that part of his passion. I love that. That's a great. That's a great um, analogy. Yeah, and he's he's great at because he has a team now built where he has people that are great at branding, people are great at in interior design. He's got great chefs, and so he can basically say, "All right, here's the new concept. I will pull a couple people from each of these restaurants to start this new concept, and then train people, and then it'll get running on its own." So that's kind of my inspiration for creating these small creative co companies where, okay, I have Knapsack right now that focuses on website design on Squarespace. But now it's like, okay, I can spin up this other business, StorySite, that builds templates for the StoryBrand framework. Or I can mm -hmm. spin up another business. Like, let's say I want to do the same thing, but like one day video services, or I'm just spitballing. But it's like, yeah. there's like different things like that where I could spin up a new creative business and potentially pull expertise from my existing team to get it started. So my dream is basically to build a team of people that when I have a, a new idea for a small creative business that I can mm -hmm. say, all right, here's the idea, whiteboard it with the team and then put the right people on the project. And then I'm not doing the day-to-day -day work to get it going, but I can basically invest in these new ideas, new projects and new brands. Um, and just basically it's cool because it diversifies, you know, I can have a lot of different types of businesses. So when the market goes up or down, I've got different options. Um, and even my employees could maybe jump between companies, learn new things, you know, and, and try yeah. out new stuff, build their professional skills. Um, and I really want to have a business where my employees love what they do and mm -hmm. are always learning, you know, so that was kind of long winded, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. I love that. I could, I could probably talk all day about that, but no, I think that's awesome. And I, you know, I, uh, it's just going to be exciting to see, you know, how things evolve for you and, and you know, what, what the next thing is. I think, you know, obviously story site is one of those things that are kind of a glimpse of that, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. So next one. Yeah. Next question. What kind of boss do you want to be? Tell me. 
Um, I want to be a um, passive aggressive, mm-hmm. um, yep. angry. Right. Dude, you're killing uh, it. You're already there. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> no, I mean, I think I want to be the kind of boss that I would want to have. <laughs> you know, uh, like you, I, I've worked several jobs and a lot of the jobs I had, there was always the manager or the boss who you're like, oh man, like, are they not human? Do they not like um, have feelings or emotions or have they never been in the same situation I'm in, you know? So I want to try to lead from empathy and I want to try to, um, you know, be somebody who can relate to um, my employees and um, give them the life that uh, they want to live. You know, I think, I have people around me that I have hired, right? Like I chose them to be on the team and um, not just because of the skill set they had, but because of who they were, you know, and who they are. And so I want to uh, lift them up and help them to be as successful as they can be uh, and then use their talents and skills to further the growth of Brand Viva so that then... Um, I can further their growth, you know, their personal growth, their, you know, financial goals, all those kind of things, you know. So I think the kind of boss I want to be is just an empathetic, self-aware boss. Yeah. Dude, self-aware is, that's key. That is, that is super, super interesting. Yeah. And I mean, just you're, you are a great boss. Like you, uh, from everything I've seen you do, like you do some amazing stuff for like, even just like your generosity towards your employees, kind of helping them meet their life goals, you know, through things that I've seen you do for them and, and being kind of more, more about, you're not just trying to get value from them. You are giving them value above and beyond from all the things I've seen. And, yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I you've you've done some fun stuff. I feel like your office is like a, seems like it must be a party half the time. You've got music playing, and like oh yeah, our our office sometimes actually it's funny. Um, recently we've kind of been been more intentional about making our office environment more fun because I feel like it was almost like a library in here. It's like everyone's like working for <laughs> business very, only. For, I mean, it wasn't like a rule, but it was just like everyone is so focused and and we are, we are very productive around here. But I was like, mm-hmm. we need to like have more fun, so put a dartboard up, you know, and we started like playing darts more often. We started playing soccer together on Monday nights. So now it's like, and even adding our newest team member, Lauren, like she's a lot of fun. And it's just like, we've just have these new dynamics and I was trying to be like, all right, you know what? Like being around like your team and like the way you are, I'm like, you know what? We can have more fun at work. We don't have to be all serious, all business all the time. So it's nice. You're, you've been inspiration to us for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So is there anything, uh, so it sounds like the kind of boss you don't want to be would be a non-self-aware. I'm just like wondering if there's like, if there's like (laughs) things in the back of your head, like, I just don't want to be like this or if it's. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the difficult things, um, it's kind of like a being a parent, you know, um, I think about, you know, when you're a kid and your dad tells you don't do something or turn off, you know, your video game or go to bed, you're like, ah, you know, they don't understand, you know, my dad sucks or, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then you become a parent yourself and you tell your kid like, Hey, turn off the video game. Hey, go to bed. Like do all these things. And then you're thinking like, wow, I'm doing the same exact things that I was annoyed by my dad, you know? And so I think similarly with a boss, right. As you become a boss, right. There's all these other things that you have to look at, right? Like you have to 
to look at profit and you have to look at, um, you know, your, your gross income and, and your net income and like all these other kind of things and all these expenses mm-hmm. and rent and, you know, just all these things that go in, into, into play. Um, and so as a boss, I think you're always trying to like balance out those, those things of like, man, I want to be super generous and I want to be cool and I want to, you know, do all these things. But then at the same time, I also want to grow my business and I also need to be responsible with my funds and I need to, um, motivate people to, to stay on task and and be productive. And so I think there's always this, this battle of Mm -hmm. who you want to be and then who you need to be. Yeah. And then it's always kind of walking that fine line, right? Of, of, um, you know, being responsible, but also being fun, yeah. you know? So that totally makes sense. Yeah. I feel like for me, like the type of boss I want to be is I, I don't want to be a micromanager. I'm not good at being a micromanager. I can't keep track of all that stuff. So I try to give an area of responsibility, talk through like how I have done this in the past, how someone else has done it potentially give checklists and stuff to give some structure around the task and that kind of thing. But you kind of have to give like, here's what the end result is and what we're trying to achieve and then kind of let it go to some degree and then just be available. Like, Hey, if you get stuck, come to me and let me know, like, and and have to kind of trust that the type of person that you hire is someone that cares about the same values as the rest of your team, you know, hire for those values, like high quality. And, you know, I have people on my team where they, they put more pressure on themselves than I put on them. And I have to coach them down for not feeling bad if they didn't get everything done. You know what I mean? That's a great place to be in. And I'm I'm appreciative of that, but it's still a thing that they need to be coached on because if they didn't check, like didn't check off everything on the list, they feel like they failed. I'm like, look, these are the things that are priority. If these things get done, then these are just bonus things. Like that's great if you do them, but these things are the essentials. If you can't get everything, don't be hard on yourself. So to me, I want to hire motivated people and then coach them into being better at what they do. I don't want to have to mm-hmm. manage them every day. So that's the kind of boss I want to be, that, which means I have to hire people that work well with that type of boss. So I can't hire people that I have to push every day to get something done. I just hire people right. that are that are motivated by getting it done itself. So That's a whole other episode, hiring people. Yes, for sure. All right, Mark. What kind of life do you want to have? And how does your business relate to the rest of your life, like in general? Like what kind of life do you want to have with your family? And how does your business tie into that or support that? Yeah, I think we've kind of talked about all these things already. I mean, you know, I I think the kind of life I want to have is, is um, you know, one where I have autonomy and freedom mm-hmm. as well as um, the ability to encourage and lift up other people up and learn new things constantly, you know? And so, uh, I think my business is, is supporting that, you know, it's, it's allowing me to, to, to live the life that I want. You know, I mean, I feel so blessed, you know, there's so many times I think like, man, when I got laid off, you know, five years ago now, you know, I hardly had any savings. I didn't know where I was going to get my next job from, um, and there was a lot of, you know, stress and worry and anxiety and all those other kind of things um, that took place in those first, you know, that first year. Um, but it, it, life, you know, has a way of working itself out. I think if you show up every day, if you are positive and you make the best of every situation and um, you expect that, that things are going to work out, um, things are going to work out, you know. And um, I think that. I, I just want to live my life in a way that um, is expecting uh, success and blessing and that allows me to spend time with my family 
and do the things I love. So I, I feel like I'm living the kind of life I want to live. You know, I've got great friends. I've got a great family and I've got a job that allows me to pay my bills and um, help people pay their bills. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good time, man. I love it. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm similar. I, I want to live a life where I have a lot of freedom and that's why I want to systemize my business as much as possible so that when something happens or if I need to step away or want to step away for months at a time, the business keeps on going without me and even gets better without me. It continues to improve without my input. So I want to, I want to be able to create these things, you know, these systems, these living businesses that can kind of take on a life of their own. And like, I mean, like you said, it's kind of like parenting <laughs> in a way. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, you raise your kid and now they're, they're off and they're doing their own thing. Like I would love to be able to, to step back and still live everyday life without having to think about um, where's the next job coming from, what's the next client and be able to actually create systems that help do those things. And um, yeah, I, that's what I want. I want to be able to, to spend time with my family as I want to. And I also want to provide that for my employees too, though, because I, I want to make sure that my team also has, has a great life and they, they work their job, but it's a job that enriches their lives and not sucks their soul out, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's important to me that their lives are enriched, that my clients' lives are better, that we're giving them more than, than we're taking from them and uh, just basically add value to the world. Um, so that's kind of the life I want to live. Hmm. I love this, man. You know, I think the recap takeaway for today is really to think about these questions, you know? What I've found is that life is better when it's on your own terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, get out there and and do work that allows you to um, take reins of your life and enrich your life as well as the, those around you. I love it. Yeah. So maybe sit down with a notebook and ask yourself these four questions. Why do you have your own business? What kind of business do you want to build? What kind of boss do you want to be? And what kind of life do you want to live? That's your action item this week. Sit down, think about these these questions. Uh, and hey, if you want to connect with us, head over to thefridayhabit.com. Uh, there you'll find show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System. That's going to show you how to live that life we talked about. It's going to show you how to set aside one full day each week to dedicate to working on your business instead of always working in your business. And yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and shoot it over to hello at thefridayhabit.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Friday Habit and being a part of our community. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.